You know, my life has been for four decades as a trial lawyer doing scientific proof cases. I've already submitted to each of you correspondence that references numerous annotations showing as a scientific fact that substantial dangers are presented. Many people here have doctorates in law. You understand the idea of the reasonable prudent person. It is not prudent to pass this. It is negligent to pass this. But if there are 50,000 new cell towers in the state, that's going to be 50,000 uh, instances of dangerous conditions of public property. The litigation of that will be a field day for the trial lawyers and a disaster, catastrophic disaster financially for the state. Please, please put this on hold and study it. Thank you. Don't vote yes. Please vote no. Thank you. In this episode, you will hear doctors, scientists, cancer survivors, and safe technology advocates testifying against 5G small cell towers and for safe technology. This is the Environmental Health Trust podcast. EHT is a scientific nonprofit committed to creating a healthy and safe environment. EHT scientists publish research, translate the science, and work to raise awareness about environmental toxins, health, and telecom industry influence. Our vision is a world where technology is both revolutionary and safe. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at ehtrust.org to receive the latest science regarding wireless technology and health. I wanted to ask you about some strategy um, questions, and I guess I'm speaking for the little people, the kids on whom RF radiation has never been tested. Um, I think it's important to point that out, that the, the testing was only done on a facsimile of a 220-pound male. Therefore, we only know if it's safe within a certain proximity of a big guy. Um, so as far as young people, can you talk to me about exploring setback ordinances? Many communities throughout the country have instituted 2,500-foot setback ordinances for any kind of cell facility. Um, until such time as it is proven safe for kids, which I'm sure it won't be because it's not ethical to test this sort of thing on a child. Um, and then the other strategy question would be compliance. Um, the Wall Street Journal article in 2014, there was a report that said one out of t every 10 facilities was out of compliance with the FCC regulations. FCC said, we simply don't have the resources to check all of the towers. So. Yeah. I guess my question is for the legal expert, how do you write in caveats that say until such time as for the, set, for the safety and then for the compliance, can you have them require that the, the sites are tested daily? I mean, can you set up some barriers that help us um, keep these away from our homes? Lisa, all terrific questions. I would, I would ask you if you had a site to what communities have a 2,500-foot setback. Walnut Creek. I, I think my firm actually represents Walnut Creek. We have an office in Walnut Creek, and that's not, my understanding, that's not a broad across the board um, a setback requirement. But I, we will look at that and share that with the, with, with the county. Um, your, your, your second question. Uh, again, going back to the RF, again, I, I can only tell you that the elected leadership of this county has, has been to the commission and plans to continue to push the commission to get answers for those questions. And to the extent that we can, we'll address it within the, within the powers of the law. I mean, there... Okay, so let me, let me address, and, and I'm going to ask again, just remind people to try not to 
um, shout out because what happens is, is that we can't, we can't pick up the question. The question was about writing in caveats or can we do that. The issue is, is that there are some jurisdictions where they have looked and they said they have to be farther from schools, they have to be farther from nursing homes, they have to be farther from these other areas. But in what we were looking at, it also seemed that those were also places where there were a lot of people who wanted to be able to use their devices. Um, so we have not, I mean, so, so we have looked and we are aware of those, but we have not opted to choose those. On the issue of are there other people, I can tell you that besides these people, yes, there are many other people in the county in multiple agencies and zoning who are trying to weigh in on this and we're trying to figure out all the different permutations of it. I'm going to um, come, and I want to again um, let's ask, see, if I could yeah. just throw oh, one yes. thing in, just to the question of compliance, um, oh. that's something that we take very seriously. Every single one of the uh, applications in the sites is, is reviewed very closely for, um, you know, what is, what is the level of radiation coming out of it, what is the pattern, where does it go, and is it in compliance with the FCC rules? Granted, it's the FCC rules, but um, in this case, uh, you mentioned 75 percent. This is 100 percent as far as the, the review and the thoroughness on it, and it's one of the things that the county has made sure is, is very closely watched. I will, I will also add that following last October's meeting that we did go out and do site visits um, to, to look at the compliance in the field, and those uh, antennas were in compliance, and we can look at finding ways to um, make that data more available. I'm going to come down in front, and I want to give us a note that we have about 18 minutes. So, and let me get to say that it is, this is a live television, so we're going to stop at, at, the, at 9 o'clock. Hello, my name is Dr. Ann Lee. I'm here to speak in opposition to SB 649. I attended medical school at the University of Texas Health Science Center in San Antonio and completed residency at Loma Linda University Medical Center in Southern California. Would you mind speaking up just a little bit so that everyone can hear? Sure. Thank you. Uh, where I did my research and published papers in traumatic brain injury. Afterward, I accepted an academic position with Stanford Medical Center and was attending of the Polytrauma Traumatic Brain Injury Unit at VA Palo Alto Healthcare System, where I continued my research in traumatic brain injury. My recent focus has expanded to inc include treatment of neuromuscular pain and chronic inflammatory syndromes. As a medical doctor, I have read peer-reviewed papers and other studies from within the over 20,000 well-established scientific studies on the bioeffects of radiofrequency microwave radiation and do testify that microwave radiation, such as that from the wireless facilities to be deployed by SB649, have been shown to cause neurological damage, cardiac dysfunction, reproductive harm, immune compromise, and cancer. Our body's function is dependent on the cellular electrical stability of its organs, and this bill would maximize California residents' exposure to high-intensity electromagnetic wavelengths that are foreign to the body. Therapeutic radiation, such as Pulse modulated electromagnetic frequencies used for medical purposes are dose and time limited for a reason because prolonged exposure will cause more harm than good. Exposure to microwave radiation without, without cessation while lacking consent and contrary to the will of the people 
will harm everyone in violation of the protection of safety guaranteed by the California Constitution. To vote for this bill would be making a grave mistake. Thank you for your testimony. Thank you. Thank you. Next. I believe we have a couple of... Good afternoon. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you today. My name is Josh Hart, director of the grassroots organization Stop Smart Meters. Through my work over the past seven years, I have helped thousands of people whose health suffers from exposure to RF microwave radiation, a toxic agent that causes disease and death. We strongly oppose SB 649. This bill threatens to disrupt the traditional, long-standing, and constitutional role that local governments play in the planning process. SB 649 would unleash the wireless industry to do as they please, virtually unregulated. It would cost Californians dearly in rising health care costs, privacy breaches, reduced property values, and growing carbon emissions from always-on wireless infrastructure. If SB 649 passes, Big Telecom would claim the legal right to install wireless cellular sites practically anywhere, on power poles, outside our homes, in neighborhoods, public parks, and on bus stops, without any notice to residents or adequate compensation for local governments. We would all be exposed to high-frequency microwave radiation in close proximity and involuntarily. This would affect everybody's health, drive those with electromagnetic sensitivity out of their homes, tear communities apart, and push endangered species past the brink. Despite the failure of AB 2395 last year, AT&T continues to threaten the safest and most reliable communications network we have. Our analog landline telephone service works when the power goes out, unlike inferior alternatives. Millions of Californians depend on our landlines for basic quality connectivity, access to 911 without the unsafe wireless exposure. No matter the outcome of SB 649, this issue will be fought in the courts, at the ballot box, and in the streets. If people wake up with pulsing high-frequency 4G and 5G microwave transmitters outside their bedroom windows, their homes inundated with RF radiation making them sick, they will not be happy. Californians will ask who voted. I'm wrapping up. Thank you. Wrapping up. Californians will ask who voted for SB 649, the legislation that forced this unwanted hazardous equipment into their neighborhoods. Thank you. Very much. Um, If you don't mind, if the three here could clear, so we can get three more people to sit down, just so I can keep it going. Go ahead, please. Good afternoon. My name is Sandy Maurer. I'm the director of the EMF Safety Network. We are strongly opposed to SB 649 based on the science of wireless harms. Over-the-counter permits would eliminate local review and deregulate the telecom industry. Who will oversee and ensure compliance with the rules of this bill and with FCC and other laws? SB 649 abandons the public to trust the telecom industry to certify radiation safety. Please address this lack of oversight and the health implications of putting cell towers in every neighborhood. The technology of the future that would enable faster and more secure connections and be more protective of public health and nature needs to be wired. Thank you. I'm an environmental scientist retired from EPA, and I made this statement about a year back. I'm still concerned. I know you said about the health effects cannot be debated, basically. I strongly believe, based upon the current scientific evidence, 
and more accumulating evidence coming up that the low level frequency of radiation can cause DNA damage, cancer for clearly, brain cancer, leukemia in children. I do not think we should neglect the fact we should be fighting with the FCC. The FCC is not, and again I'll repeat, not a health agency. It's not NIH, it's not EPA who makes evaluation of this statement. So I'm, I am tired of hearing this, that we cannot fight this at the congressional level. Again, again, I've been saying this, we need to wake up and protect this, the, the children as well as protect the citizens of the Montgomery County. Thank you. Okay. My life has been for four decades as a trial lawyer doing scientific proof cases. I've already submitted to each of you correspondence that references numerous annotations showing as a scientific fact that substantial dangers are presented. Many people here have doctorates in law. You understand the idea of the reasonable, prudent person. It is not prudent to pass this. It is negligent to pass this. But if there are 50,000 new cell towers in the state, that's going to be 50,000 uh, instances of dangerous conditions of public property. The litigation of that will be a field day for the trial lawyers and a disaster, catastrophic disaster financially for the state. Please, please put this on hold and study it. Thank you. Don't vote yes. Please vote no. Thank you. Uh, 41 seconds left. In the interest of time, I will align uh, my comments with our local government colleagues. And the following 24 cities are in opposition. Oakland, San Leandro, Walnut Creek, Palo Alto, Emeryville, Berkeley, San Pablo, Santa Ana, Hayward, Hesperia, Tulare, Buena Park, Laguna Beach, Imperial County, Placentia, Mission Viejo, Stanton, Brea, Fullerton, Huntington Beach, Mariposa County, Mendota, South San Francisco, and Pismo Beach. Mark Graham, Sacramento Smart Meter Awareness. I don't know if the committee has considered this. This bill will, will create a net loss for the state of California of approximately $625 million, according to my estimate. I've emailed this flyer to the office of each member and to the sponsor. Most of the losses will be due to declines in property values as a result of having one of these small cells placed outside Time's your up. house. And, and the rest could be loss of... If the sergeants would please uh, remind everyone, time's up on the 30 minutes Thank of opposition you. that I made a commitment to. <clears throat> we will have the additional witnesses support, additional witnesses in opposition. My name is Ira Brown. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I have glioblastoma brain cancer. I was diagnosed in 2011. I was an excessive... A cell phone user five, six, seven hours a day consistently for years, and uh, I got glioblastoma from that thing. Uh, basically, I'm a caution. I'm a caution opt. A caution optimist. I believe in. I do believe. I have to go a little slow because my brain doesn't work like normal people's do because of my tumor. But I, I'm not against progress. I'm just against dangerous progress. Um, I know for a fact that people with diseases like cancer and glioblastoma brain cancer do not want anything in their lives to aggravate their condition and make it reoccur on them. If you would only know how much you had to go through to survive this disease, you would rethink this technology. There's other ways to make it safe. You could do landline. You can create an infrastructure of optical. 
you can create even more jobs, more workforce with creating an optical infrastructure for these companies. Having it close, it's very uh, nerve-wracking for glioblastoma brain cancer patients. Very. Thank you very much for your time, for our children. Thank you. My name is Renette Senum, and I'm a current city council member and former mayor of Nevada City, California. And I speak with you as an elected official and as an early adopter of wireless technology as I had opened the first cellular phone store in Nevada County in 1990. However, I've learned enough about 5G technology that I cannot support its expansion, particularly not SP649. So today I speak about this bill through the eyes of local authority. Our local governments typically encourage new technology based on claims that will improve the quality of life for its businesses and residents. However, this proposal goes too far by requiring local government to approve these small cells, macro cells, and large power supplies in all land use zones, including private property, barring the public from decisions that will dramatically adversely affect the aesthetics of community, property values, property tax, and quality of our constituents' health and environment. Simply put, SB 649 is a Pandora's box for California cities, one that blatantly strips local government of the authority to protect the quality of life of our residents, their environment, and the public right away. The de facto exemption of CEQA sets a very dangerous precedent, opening the door for any other industry to annihilate a local government control in order to, to deploy any kind of corporate undertaking without public or elected officials' consent or lease agreement of publicly owned property, a dangerous condition of public property. SB 649 utilizes eminent domain for its hostile takeover of our communities and is unconstitutional. The 5G network is being deployed with very limited standards, no monitoring, and without protective agency oversight. It is also a violation of the Federal Americans with Disabilities Act. Governments and representatives, including assembly members and myself, have a responsibility to protect the quality of life of our constituents, protect public property and the public right-of-way, and stop this corporate overreach. This bill throws every human, even our honeybees, our birds, our agriculture, our animals, and our wildlife under the bus for unabated control of our communities by the telecom industry. Lastly, Senator Hueso has stated numerous times that this is what the telecom industry customers want. Time's up, ma'am. But Californians know not to, to uh, pass this and to reject it. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. My name is Ellen Marks. I'm director of the California Brain Tumor Association. Few that spoke and supported this know the science, know the victims like I do. We focus on prevention of primary brain tumors, which are sadly dramatically increasing in young people with ubiquitous use of cell phones and an increase in cellular facilities. There are thousands of independent, not industry funded, but independent studies showing a correlation between cellular radiation from towers and serious health effects including cancer, neurological damage, and a lot of different things. The $25 million United States National Toxicology Program study released this year found that 2G radiation causes brain tumors and tumors near the heart. We do not advocate against this technology. Yet, we must find a better solution to balance the need for technology and save our most precious resource of all, human life. The American Academy of Pediatrics has expressed concerns to the FCC that children, and that could be your children, my children, my grandchildren, are especially vulnerable to this radiation. 
Few here, I said before, know the science like I do. This could happen to us. Please do not risk that this happened. Think tobacco and asbestos. And when you hear this industry speak, they are using the tobacco playbook. Please do not let that be your legacy, I beg of you. Thank you for your consideration. My name is Nina Beatty. I'm moderator of Wireless Radiation Alert Network, and my website, Smart Meter Harm, carries research and reports on wireless technology, including economic impacts. I'm disabled by electromagnetic sensitivities. This disability was recognized federally in 2002 and affects growing numbers of people. The State Architect's Office helped develop U.S. Access Board guidelines for accommodating those with EMS. New amendments have made SB 649 worse. It now permits broadband over power lines, also known as power line communications, or PLC, and preempts local control. PLC effectively turns all electrical lines and wiring into cell towers. The Austrian Medical Association and over 1,500 Swiss physicians opposed PLC when it was mandated for smart meter communication, saying this constant radiation everywhere would cause the disabling effects of burnout syndrome, including cellular stress, free radicals, mitochondrial dysfunction, and inflammation. Physician Yvonne Gilly, a Swiss MP, asked her government, how high do you estimate the economic costs as a result of the increase of multi-system diseases in area-wide introductions of smart grids which operate with GSM, WLAN, or PLC. This bill also now permits any cell tower in the public right-of-way. Cell towers routinely exceed the FCC exposure guidelines and there is no policing. You are asked to approve cell towers outside people's bedrooms with no guarantees of safety, yet the state constitution protects safety. This bill is discriminatory, violates ADA, and erects insurmountable access barriers to homes and communities of those with EMS. It violates PUC 7901, incommoding the public. Industry hopes you'll vote fast and won't look behind the curtain of hype. The legislative analysis says fiscal effect unknown. The bill keeps growing, but this committee is given no indication of cost to state or local government. You're just asked to pass it. There's no analysis of fiscal impacts on taxpayers. I ask you to reject thank, thank SB you very much for your testimony. Violates federal and state laws, and I request the ability to put documents thank electronically you. into the public Nina, record. Thank you very much. Thank you. Sherry, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, great. I'm sitting here with the assembly, and we're going to just let you know we're in an environment with 2 million microwatts per meter squared at the table here, which is a extreme <laughs> hazard. So I wish you could please start. You just cut into some of her talking time. Thank I you very apologize. much. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Sherry Noonan. I'm a licensed psychologist. I grew up in California, and I've lived in Piedmont, California for the last 20 years. About three years ago, I developed the physical condition, electromagnetic sensitivity, or EMS, an environmentally induced illness and a federally recognized disability. I have severe migraines and other severe symptoms only when I'm exposed for any length of time to wireless microwave radiation, such as from wireless devices and infrastructures. My symptoms are unrelenting until I recover in an environment that has no microwave radiation, including signals radiation from cell towers. 
The way I remain alive and functional is that my home is primarily, uh, excuse me, my home is free of wireless microwave radiation. I now work primarily at home and I recover at night by sleeping in a wireless free environment. More than a million Californians have EMS, but it is not only people with EMS who are harmed, everyone is. There are over 25,000 studies showing adverse effects of microwave radiation on the health of humans and animals, over twice as many as the 10,000 studies showing adverse effects of lead. This is why the International Association of Firefighters successfully lobbied to stop cell antennas from being installed on fire stations. It's completely clear the radiation intended to be deployed under SB 649 is a hazardous agent, and such a hazardous agent is specifically prohibited by the California State Constitution. Californians believe in science. They'll thank you for becoming educated on this subject and believing the science. There are safe options available, like using fiber optic to homes. AT&T has already been paid to do this. If you allow cell antennas to be installed near my home, I would be forced out of my own home. It would create an access barrier to my home and violate the Americans with Disabilities Act. Thank you. To learn more about why and how to reduce exposure to cell phone and wireless radiation, as well as HALT 5G, visit ehtrust.org. If you find our podcasts and materials useful, please donate to EHT. Your tax-deductible donation makes the difference for our nonprofit. Join us on Patreon to participate in webinars and be sure to sign up for our monthly newsletter. Thank you for listening.